two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And I have to take the pre-show things down. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What is going on, bro? Oh, man. So much crap in the news. It's almost, it's almost irritating at this point. Just And just like on perfect timing, and I'm talking perfect timing, Sarge, I got to hang up and call you back because your video is so far behind, it's not even funny. So I let me call you, you back. I told you. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's like it's like freaking clockwork. We just were live. All I, I hit was a I button. I, I I come back and it's it's delayed. That's I right. warned you. Yeah, you're 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 a mess. You're a mess. That's right. Your audio is up. Fine. Your audio is fine. It's just it's like a bad Japanese movie. That's all. It's a bad Japanese movie. We hear your audio before we hear you, before we see you, uh, before we see you talk. How's it's everyone actually, doing? It's, it's actually telling me that I'm currently offline. I should reconnect to the internet to try the call again. <laughs> well, obviously, that's, that's what it's saying. Obviously, you're you're offline. I can't see you right now, Sarge. I mean, obviously, uh, whatever. We're not making any visual contact this whatsoever. Is, this is this is this is how it happens. This, this is, is how par. This happens. is par for the course. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. There's a lot of stuff going on this week. A lot of stuff that we won't touch. Uh, some of the stuff we're going to go into today, we're going to talk about uh, Bungie. They have a their TWAB out this week. Uh, this week, and Bungie just came out. We're going to talk about the updates they did. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about. Uh, hold on one second. I, I had it written down. Uh, we're going to talk about some movie news, right? We have board game news going into movies. So we're going to talk about a couple board games out there. Uh, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3. We're going to be talking about uh, the Fortnite update. We're going to be talking about uh, Grand Theft Auto sales. We're going to be talking about uh, what else? Oh, Disney. We're going to talk about a lot about Disney near the end of the show uh, and many other stories. So make sure you stick with us, stay with us. Uh, we're going to talk about the Twitch update on the conduct situation. Um, we're not going to touch about the other mental wellness thing that's going on that's spring through Twitter and, and Twitch. Um, go find your favorite streamer and you can ask their opinion on that. Uh, 30 and Still Gaming ain't going to touch that with the 10-foot pole. Um, other than that, I think we're, uh, we're good. So if you want to watch us live every single week, 8 p.m. Eastern, Generation X Gaming is right here on this channel, 30 and Still Gaming. Sarge, what have you been playing? What have you been doing? How's it going? All right. Well, I bought Monster Hunter. I just haven't had a chance to open it up and actually play it. You got to play I, it, dude. I do. I do own it. You got to play it. I, I, I understand that. You got to play it. Uh, however, my limited time currently, uh, I, I haven't been really playing much. I, I'm, still, I'm still messing around with mods in, in Fallout. That's what I've been doing. I've been downloading <laughs> as many different kinds of mods I can for the Xbox One. Cause there's I was going to say, you're playing, playing on Xbox. Work. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, of them, a lot of them don't work in conjunction with each other. You're not playing on PC, which which makes me wonder if I want to buy it on PC. <laughs> since it's now 
Because it's now discounted. I probably get the whole thing for 20 bucks now anyway. Well, I can tell you, Sarge, if you put Monster Hunter in, you're good for at least 500 hours, but you won't have to play Fallout. I'm not playing Fallout because I I I have nothing else to play. I'm playing it's Fallout exactly because I really, like, Fallout. I really like this game. That's exactly why you're playing Fallout, because there's nothing else to play. But I really like this game. That's fine. You really like the game, but the yeah. reason you're playing it so much is because there's nothing else out there. Nothing that you else. Like. You're just holding my attention. Correct. You're the thing that you were that was holding your attention was Destiny 2. And it's not right now. But let me sell you on why you should open up the pack. Did you actually buy a physical disc of Monster Hunter? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Bravo. Bravo. I'm not buying uh, it. Let me tell you why you can probably be one of the last of the great games. I'm not gonna get that digitally. Let, let me tell you why you should break open that seal and put that disc in. Because, you know, the, the last... Here, let's see what the last disc in my Xbox is. I'm going to hit the button. Oh, nothing came out. Okay. What did come out the last time I did that was Destiny 1. <laughs> that's yeah, the last time. Yeah, I get it. That's I the get last it. I know, time. I know we're going digital. I know we're going so, digital, but I don't, I'm not... I, I want a hard copy. All right. So, Monster Hunter. Let me, let me bring this up. Let me, let me bring this I'll, up. I'll be buying hard copies until there's no more hard copies to buy. And then I won't buy a hard copy. I just, I just, I don't know why. It's just, it's just convenient. It's just very it, well, convenient. Well, it's convenient until you want to play the game that they don't have anymore. And you got rid of it for, uh, you don't have enough hard drive space because you kept moving on. And then when you want to go back to something, it's you true. can't play it. You're, because you're, you're right. It's not right that anymore. And so basically you rented a game. Right. For you, three you years. Yeah. But, but to your, to your, to your point though, even if you own a hard copy, okay, most of these games need to be online to play right so if they shut down the servers regardless if you have the disc or not you won't be able to play that game which is why which is which is why i keep buying single player games right right if you if you buy a game that's single player you're good okay so let me show you oh that's not what i wanted to show you there it is uh this is monster hunter we we, we talked about it last week i i had a maybe five six hours in i'm about 35 to 40 hours in now since last week okay okay uh hard copies go on sale more yeah true but what i'm saying is they, they still it's still the same thing if you own a digital copy or if you own a hard copy if it's an online game your ass can't play that game if they decide to shut it down um so this game sarge i'm starting to it's like every five hours I'm going to put it you about learn, that. You learn something else. You learn something and the, the game expands. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've been using what's, what's, this is what I was talking about last week. I'm using the glaive. It's an insect glaive. Okay. I'm, I'm loving this thing. Now I've watched a couple of videos on YouTube and people are completely opposite strategies with this weapon. Right. I'm sure it's like that with other weapons. One person says, if you're on the ground, you're playing this class wrong. You should be flying in the air and whatever. Then I watched the, Another video, completely contradictive to that person's video, going, you should never be in the air. You're wasting too much time and, and not hitting enough. You should stay on the ground. And I have, to, I have to agree with the first guy, okay, where you your ass should be up in the air hitting, constantly being an annoyance to the boss, to the, to the monster, okay? If you're playing by yourself, I can kind of see stay on the ground, poking at it, and then kind of doing a mix of the both. But for the most part, I, I have to agree that you have to 
have to be flying in the air. I was playing last night with with a group, and I'm just constantly jumping up in the air and constantly hitting or riding on top of the the beast. And you have to be using your insect uh, with this weapon because that's where your buffs come from. If you if you can see the video, Sarge, there's there's the your health, your stamina, and then underneath there's you have your you have your knife sharpen, and then below that is your buffs, right? And as you can tell, I have three triangles down there. And I have two of the three buffs activated. If I don't activate my first buff, which is the red buff, there's a red, a white, and, an, and a yellow or orange, I believe. If I don't activate my red buff, I'm hitting for like 6 to 11 hits, right? That's it, okay? If I activate my red, it goes up to like 23 to 50, at the level I'm at right now, like 20 to 30, okay? And then if I hit the white, and then the orange, then wherever I hit, like the body or the legs or whatever else, I do more damage as well, right? And it's just a, it's a constant buff, and it helps other people that are in my group that can do more damage as well because it, he's hitting them, and it, it gives them an actual buff as well. The video is buffering for anyone else. You mean the actual stream? Oh, boy. Got good, good connection today, Sarge. I warned you. Good connection today. I think it's my end. I think it's my end. I think this is going to be like an audio podcast only. I'm looking at my internet connection right now. Everything is fine, but for some reason, I'm not dropping frames, but my kilobytes going in are only a thousand. That's something's wrong there. It's a good thing the cable guy came to the house. Right? And now it just jumped up to 3,000. And now it's jumping up down to a thousand. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Well, fantastic. Well, this is an audio broadcast on a video podcast. This is it's fucking, fucking amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, then I'll just turn my camera off. I can take my pants off and be more comfortable. <laughs> well, you don't want to do that, sorry. Just in case it comes back on. That's a uh, break of terms of service now with with Twitch. So you don't want to do that. Um. Let me. I don't know what's what's happening. I don't know why it's doing what it's doing. Everything was running fine. And now it's not. That's a big variancy to go from 4,000 kilobytes per second to like one. <laughs> it's, right, it's, it's almost criminal. I, I think what's happening right now, maybe there's just too much going on on my computer. So I'm going to minimize the video and see if that helps and it seems like that was the issue it doesn't make any sense all right back on task i won't be showing you any kind of monster hunter footage um because apparently my computer's hemorrhaging and i can't show it to you so anyway as i'm playing so every 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 boss every boss what is this buddy uh for every boss that you kill, you unlock another piece of armor. Okay, well, different you armor. May, you may you may unlock it. It doesn't drop every time. Well, no, you well right. You don't have the materials for it, but you unlock armor. You might not have materials to make that armor, but you unlock the armor. Um, so as you're as you're fighting each boss, you go up your hunter rank. Um, every time you beat, you get materials. Now, what I found out without any kind of video help whatsoever is that you get more materials from when you capture them instead of actually killing them. Okay. 
So you beat them down senseless until a certain point, then you drop a trap, and then you hit a tranquilizer, you capture them, and you get a crap ton more. Uh, I'm talking like, so if you kill one boss, you might be able to make maybe two pieces, one to two pieces of armor, all depending on what they are and what the rarity is. If you capture them, you can get make up to th- two to three, maybe even four pieces of armor uh, based on the, on the capturing of them. So it's a, it's a much greater uh, thing to actually capture the actual monster. Um, the, the weapons, I've chose the glaive. I, I like the big sword, the, the great sword, and I like the insect glaive. Now, I think I'm going to like master the insect glaive from here on out to the end of whenever I get my high-ranking class and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, <laughs> oh, it skips. Sarge put his pants back on. That's what it is. Uh, it, it should be good now. It should it should catch up to us, guys. It should catch up. My my kilobets have, have leveled out to about twenty five thousand, uh, twenty five hundred. Sorry, not twenty five thousand. Uh, so yeah, Monster Hunter. Every time I open up my 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 workshop, I want to go upgrade. There's another tree that appears. Right. The more the higher rank you go, the more stuff unlocks. You get more insects. You get necklaces. You get gems. You get all these different things that start to unlock. And now I'm talking about Monster Hunter like a complete noob. I know because I am. I don't really watch a lot of the videos on YouTube. Uh, the reason I watched the Insect Glaive is because I was I wanted to see if I was doing it right or wrong. Um, I, I, I like being aerial combat. And I like being an annoyance for the group that I'm playing with. Um, so I know people are out there going, oh, geez, that's not the right thing. You should use this or you should use that. I'm playing the game how I want to play, and I'm explaining my my. Yeah, but the, but it, first of all, the game hasn't been out. The game hasn't been out it's long been out for enough like two weeks. for anyone to yeah. make videos and say this is the definitive way of using this weapon yet. You know, these are just people's no. opinions because they're playing and they're they have they happen to be doing particularly well with either a combo or something, and yeah, so they're making a video. Of it. That's fine. But, but there's some people that are a high weeks, rank up there. Two weeks out, you're not telling me this is the best way to do it, and you know, that's the definitive. No, but if you're if you're a person that's put in a hundred. 20 hours into this game and you've leveled up a certain class and you make a video of that you're pretty proficient at it if you if, if you have 150 hours i have if i'm five hours in i'm going to look for youtube going what's the best way to use this weapon what's the best skill tree to go up not to say that they're, they're the best at it but there's a lot of people out there that are monster hunter experts as far as they've been playing the game for 13 years they kind of understand what to get as far as what's what you need to do right so um as far as every single piece of armor that I've seen, every time I unlock a new piece of armor, I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, this is badass. This is the coolest armor I've seen. And then I get to the next monster, and I'm like, oh, man, this armor's the best, right? And now I'm looking at each armor going, oh, well, this one has a perk of you know, uh, strength, or this one does more damage to, to fire, and this one helps me find things better. And then you can mix match all these different pieces of armor and right now, you sort of look like Destiny, where while you're matching them, they're all it's different hot, colors and all different things. It's a hodgepodge of armor. Right. Until you get to a high rank, and once you hit high rank, you can get colored shaders, and you can make all your armor the same same color and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks fantastic um, as far as the, the worlds are great. I think I've unlocked all the worlds so far, the five. I think there's five. Um the verticality of the maps are fantastic. Lots of up and down. I mean, the maps look tiny, but the verticality of it 
verticality of it is is absolutely stunning. Um, the just the fluidity of the movement of the of the of of the combat, right? So, Ruthless is in chat. He's using a long sword. Okay, like he's loving that thing. Uh, I play with him. I try to use the long sword, and it's very precise. Very like it's like karate. It's like fa, It's very very to the point of what you're doing. Where mine is very like Darth Maulish, and you're like right, and you can feel like the fluidity of it with the great sword. You feel like you're pulling back this giant weight, and once he moves it, you can't stop it, right? It's like this giant weight, and it hits the ground. You see your guy, like, yanking it out of the ground. It's very cool how they did each and every single weapon and how uh, it feels. And when you play with it, it's a hack and slash, but not hack and slash. You feel like you're smashing the buttons, but you're smashing the buttons in a combo way and you're being precise with your hits. So what's, you know the what visual, what's the visual cues that says you're actually making contact to the monster? You feel it. Like, you actually feel it. Like, you hit, you see it hit. Um, is like it a visual hit, hit? Is it a hit marker? Is, it, is there damage numbers? Yeah, you numbers? see, you see you, damage you, numbers pop up. You see damage numbers pop up, and you also see, like, these slashes or, like, these, um, I guess it's a slash, like a hit, like a hitbox type thing. Like, it, when you make contact, it makes, like, a light or of some sort of, like, a slash or... Uh, something visual that's there. And if you miss it, there's no visual. If you miss, it's just a swing. It's just a, you, you hear it like, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make contact. There's other times you make contact and you might hit their armor piece or something that doesn't do damage. And it just like, it just like hits it. And then ricochets back at you. It doesn't make like contact. If you well, make what, contact, what happens if you're looking at the, what happens if you use the wrong weapon on the wrong guy? Like, uh, if it's an armored guy and you have a sword, you can't pierce him. Is it better to use a hammer to crush him? Is that kind of thing? There. Okay. So with hammers and and swords, like I can tell, if you want to chop off, I said this a little bit last week. If you if you need a certain material to chop off, um, let's say the tail, you need tail resource materials. Uh, only people with knives, sharp weapons, can take the tail off. A person with a hammer can't take the tail off, but a person with knives can't knock off like the the husks or the 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 horns uh, on the face, right? So hammers and blunt weapons take stuff off the face. So there are different things that you can do. I mean, you can do more damage, um, and it all depends on what creature you're doing. Obviously, m- most creatures' damage points are going to be their head and tail, right? And their bodies are usually armored, and their legs are not. So you can tack their legs or underbellies and such but for the most part uh but i haven't been up to the higher ranks yet so i don't know if they're armored on the head and they have certain weak spots you're supposed to hit i don't know that answer yet uh but it is it is very cool that everything that you do in the game is there's a reason to do it right so you need materials to uh to explore around the the area to grab to gather for armor potions buffs yeah the buffs uh traps uh, to eat, to do all that stuff, right? And then you need to hunt the monsters to get the materials to make your armor. And then each piece of armor can upgrade multiple times and same with your weapons. So as you're going up in ranks, you're trying to upgrade your gear. And as you upgrade your gear, each one has different perk sets. So if you have three pieces of the five-piece set, it might give you a, a extra bonus, right? Each piece of armor, um, let's say you got it from the Wow, armor bonuses? Wow. Yeah. For having multiples so, of the same type? Wow. So let's say you're high, you're firing a guy with fire, right? And you happen to be wearing his armor that you got from him. 
it'll be easier to kill him because it does like plus 10 plus 15 against fire right it does extra more damage now it's not 15 extra damage it's actually like a multiplier i don't know what that multiplier is so let's say it is 10 times it might be doing a thousand times more damage you know what i mean like i don't know what that number is people out there do know what that number is i do not know what that number is um so yeah you definitely you definitely want to get certain gear now you can get so each piece of gear let's say it has plus two on it like for fire but then minus two for ice so if you fight an ice creature you don't want to wear the fire outfit you want to get the ice outfit and put that on uh as far as weapons go all weapons are good for all monsters right so it's not like one weapon does less damage to a fire guy um but you can get perks and different things on your weapons that can help you but you can use any weapon on anybody does that make sense yep yeah so it's definitely it's definitely a it's great and i just i the more and more i play it i'm just like man this is a really good game this is exactly what destiny should have been and was in destiny one right the difference between before i've always noticed this right here's a little tangent little rant that we're going to go off here when you play a world of warcraft game or when you play an elder scrolls game or when you play a warframe game or when you play any game where you hack and slash with a melee weapon you're okay with a grind right but when you put a gun in someone's hand and you shoot bullets at somebody people for some reason can't get by that there's a grind right and the reason i'm saying this is the destiny community loved destiny originally but yet people complained that there was too much of a grind in destiny one right and then destiny one uh, uh evolutionized right it evolved to what it is at the end of destiny one and now what it is in destiny two and people are leaving destiny two in droves because they're just they're they want to grind right and everyone's like well no they don't want grinds people the hardcore people don't want that that's exactly what they want because majority of the destiny community is playing monster hunter right now and they're loving it they're absolutely loving it and all you do is kill the same freaking monsters over and over to get better gear to get better weapons to repeat rinse and repeat and people are loving it now it's not for everybody my thing is for hardcore people the people that love the grind in destiny left destiny to go grind in monster hunter because they're missing that thing in destiny right so it's just funny to me that everyone's like well no the hardcore people it's all about the casuals well casuals come and go right casuals come and go the hence why they're called casuals okay they casually play they casually come and go they do whatever they want they're just casual gamers hardcore gamers dive in and they burrow in they're like a tick okay when they find the game they burrow in they're like oh they're like, oh yeah, let me get let me get comfortable because I'm about to grind. Okay. And that's what it is. And Monster Hunter is that grind. And people absolutely love it. And it's it's a shame. Now Destiny is is trying to make a comeback here. You have any other questions about Monster Hunter, Sarge, or are we gonna move on to Destiny real fast? Now? No, no. I I'm 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 excited to play it. Yeah, I won't I don't want to know a lot of stuff. I'm excited for you to play it because uh I want you and Dread, because we can run together you have to get to like level two or some shit so we can so you can actually play with people online yeah i'm not gonna do that tonight no no that's fine uh oh and here's the thing the to play with your friends is kind of convoluted but at the same time it's actually done really well it's an afterthought 
but at the same time, it's done on not on purpose, and it works out really well for streamers. If you want to play this game, you can just it, ha- it comes with a, a code, right? And you open up that code, and anybody that wants to play with me, all they have to do is pop in that code. They don't have to be on my friends list. They don't have to be on anything. All they need is that code, right? And they can just come into my session and go on uh, on monster hunts with me. It's actually really well done. Um, I don't know. I, I started a, a squad in the game. I don't know what it does. I don't know if it gives like priority to your friends every time they log in. Like you can play with each other right away. You don't have to do the invite thing. I'm not really sure. So we're gonna we're gonna find out now. Um, all right. So let's talk about Bungie. Let's talk about Destiny. Let's talk about all the stuff that they uh, did or didn't do. Uh, the weekly Bungie, the the weekly TWAB is out. Uh, and I just want to scroll. You guys can go look at it yourself and read it. What I'm really interested in is Chris Barrett talking about Nightfalls. And the reason I bring this up is because if you guys know me and you know when you watched me play Destiny and you watched this podcast way back when on episode one and so on and so forth, I've always bitched about how they changed Nightfalls, where they made Nightfalls. Nightfalls in the past used to be you could go by yourself. You go with the crew. You can go with two people. You go with three people. You can take your sweet ass time and just do it. It could take you forty five minutes to an hour if you want to do it by yourself, but you could do it. But you have the right? option. You had the option to do it, and I was always upset when they got rid of that. And Bungie told me how to play the game, right? Well, Barrett says, Barrett says, Nightfall should be challenging tests, and only the bravest guardians are dare face. Fire teams of any size should be able to participate, from organized clan groups to skilled solo players. Players should be able to determine their own challenge level. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you listening after three years. Uh, by going slow and steady or fast and wild with the the uh, modifiers, test the most hardcore veterans. Your final score will be separate from the best from the rest, and the high risk comes with high rewards. Each terrible villain that players face should have a ra- very rare and powerful unique item themed to them that tumbles to the ground as they collapse into the pile of bones. Conquering Nightfall should be a badge of honor with the best players able to show off their achievements with a new dy- dynamic emblems and exclusive arrays. Uh, that's the vision of where we want to take Nightfalls. Sounds like a great vision. Sounds like a great vision. Sounds like the exact same vision you had originally for Nightfalls. Um, we're seeing the first of, the, of, of this direction with the next patch, which is more being added uh, over time. Now, they talk about Prestige difficulties was intended to be such a, a venue, but a controversial time limit mechanic simply past failed mechanics. And they only acknowledged it wasn't really successful, right? I said this when I played day one of Destiny 2. I was like, why do they have me running through this as fast as possible? Why don't I get to enjoy, like, what's the point of all these people? There's no point to, for all these people just running past them, all right? So Nightfall scoring, okay? will be uh, repositioning strike scoring in Destiny 2. Enable you to achieve something prestigious with a weekly nightfall. Uh, way to amplify difficulty. A new scoring rules will tend to be better at a few specific things. Reward you with engaging and def- uh, defeating enemies instead of running past them. Hey, think about that. It's a great idea. Avoid overemphasizing specific mechanics like pre- precision kills that highlight certain areas of the sandbox and or punish other areas so that players are the ones who determine the most effective meta. Hey, imagine that. Bungie is now letting me play the game how I want to play, right? So if I want to use a, want to use a pistol, if I want to use a fucking scout rifle, whatever I want to use, I don't have to do precision shots. I can just kill the guys 
and still get through it without worrying about anything. Reward you with taking a greater challenge up to the limits of their own capacities or capabilities. Reward you for doing above quickly and over the course of a short run versus a long sluggish over several hours. The update mechanics look like this. Scoring is a team based and the sum of the individual performance. A team should be able to focus on what works best, not feeling uh, put out by who stole whose kills. Scoring is primarily driven by kills and secondary by orb generation. We want you to find what works best for your clearing strikes instead of telling you which weapons to use. But we want to coordinate use the supers to other teams support mechanics to contribute to the high score. We're interested in rest restoring special point reward based on medals, but we want to input to understand the basic meta first. Score bleeds over time. We are watching this closely. Score decay can feel bad, but also else... But all else being equal, a team that clears faster than another team should score higher. Score Decay achieves this in the most transparent fashion. Scoring cuts off after time threshold. At 15 minutes, new points earned are reduced by 50%. At 18 minutes, your scores earn new points and is race, uh, it's a race to finish the run post your score. We want time to matter. See above. right? So basically, they're still making you have a time to get through. But yes, right. but do you do you hear the uh, do you hear the layers, the layers yeah. of complexity? Yes. For that to for that to work correctly. Yeah. Have you have you seen anything complex work in Destiny with multiple layers like that since it started? No, but it's nice to hear that they have complexity of layers. Um, that's great. I'm glad they can talk about all the stuff that they want to have happen. Well, this stuff's going to okay. be implemented if, by the next if, patch. If you. If you want to make nightfalls hard, you do the same thing you did last time, where you have you, you, not necessarily like a time time restriction, but if you die, it's done. Like I always like to do if it's died, it's done because then you have to worry about somebody staying alive in order to bring back bring back the other people. You know, right? That, that that's fine. Now, score and time can be done individually, very simply. You don't need to put score decay on top of point totals on top of something else, right? right? If I if we go through it in ten minutes and we got two hundred thousand because all we're doing is awesome headshots and chain attacks, as opposed to doing it in fifteen minutes and just killing them normally, we were quick. We just didn't kill them quick enough or in the cool way. That's fine. We can move the fuck on. You don't need to do right. this overlying. It's it's overlay, it's, it's convoluted. Yep. Okay. Yep. Everything they've ever done up until now sounds amazing, but the but the implementation of it is horrendous. Right. Obviously, if I do it faster, if I do it in 10 minutes, you do it in 12 minutes, I'm going to score faster than you. I'm going to score higher points than you because I'm doing it faster. Right. So there doesn't need to be a, a time decay after 15 minutes of 50 percent. You no, know what I'm saying? No, there doesn't. It doesn't right. have to. First of all, that would take that would take three months just to test. If it was real, if it's released at the end of this month, it would take three months just to test that. Maybe they've already been testing it for three months. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, I, I I can't remain I can't remain the forever optimist on a game that's not finished. Right. So, uh, everyone wants to be excited about something that's about to happen. I'm excited too. It'll be my birthday in <laughs> July, but I, I think I'll have to wait till at least June before I get excited about July. Not excited I, now about July. I I do like that they're going back to their old way, but my problem and. And I don't want to be one to going back to their own way means going back to destiny one. Right. So what do I don't want to do I don't want to delay a dead horse here. Right. I don't, I just don't want to keep kicking a dead horse, but I don't, I don't want to, why was, I want to walk why, around it. why see 
why did they take the Nightfall from Destiny 1 and turn it into the Nightfall that we have currently to then turn this currently Nightfall back to what we had in Destiny 1? I don't know why. Now, I know there's people out there, well, it's not the same as Destiny 1. It is because they're bringing it back where I can make the difficulty. They're bringing it back where I can use the weapons that I want. They're bringing it back to, to do everything else. And obviously, they're adding to with the time and the score because just the Nightfall itself wasn't rewarding enough, which is bullshit because back in D1, the, the Nightfall was rewarding. That's why people did it, and that's why other people didn't do it because... It was so hard, right? And it was so hard to find people to do it with you. People did it solo, one being me. I used to solo that thing all the time, and I loved it because it was like challenging Challenging. myself. It was almost exactly like Monster Hunter, where I literally can go fight a beast myself, or I can go fight it with three other people or two other people. But I make that choice. I can literally go to the hardest boss in Monster Hunter and fight him and see if I can beat him. And if I have problems... I can send an SOS out with Flare and have friends come in and help me. But the choice is that I have a choice and I can beat or not beat that thing and get frustrated or not frustrated. And that's the luxury and the wonderfulness of game. Wonderfulness. That's a new word. All right. That is why I like Destiny 1. I know people hate that they're like, well, Destiny 1 was a piece of shit. It wasn't. It just wasn't for you. It just wasn't meant for the mainstream people destiny one the grind think about this think about this i'm going to make very broad comparisons here with monster hunter and destiny one and i'm talking destiny one day one okay you needed materials to get your armor right you needed moon materials you needed whatever i forget what the what the materials were it's been so long i forgot what the materials were there's three materials right Helium filaments that's on the moon right Okay. Yeah, the, the, the spin metal was on Earth. Spin metal. Thank you. The gas okay. is on Venus. To make the armor. And the, and the mineral, the relics are on right. Mars. To make the armor and stuff in Destiny 1, I had to farm the planets for materials. Okay? And also use glimmer and so on and so forth to make my gear in Destiny 1. People are like, well, that's bullshit. I think it's super hard. They shouldn't do that. And then you can go buy your materials now from the tower or whatever else, okay? And that's when the slow decline of Destiny started going bad, okay? In Monster Hunter, let's compare. You want to make stuff? You have to go farm the planets or the areas. If you want to make your gear, you have to go farm the bosses. There's no engrams dropping. There's literally parts of materials dropping on the ground that you pick up to make your gear. Sound familiar? Grab the filaments, grab the spin metal, go back to tower, create the gear that you wanted. Yeah, Monster they, Hunter, they, they go kill the people. They complained. Uh, the, 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 the statistical data is not around to show it. The people that – the way you have to understand this is the people that complained about grinding in Destiny wanted a sci-fi shooter without that in it. And that's why they didn't like it. But that was that was the stepping stone to get the powerful gear. You had to grind in order right. to upgrade your gun, it's upgrade an RPG. your weapons. Right. But the people who are lazy or don't like that kind of game bitched enough don't to where uh, they were significantly they were significantly in numbers enough to say that the grind was too long because it was too tedious. Right. They didn't make the grind fun. It was just tedious, and so they they went completely the other way. Rather than making fulfilling grind, 
That's why we're. It, that's why we're here now. Remember when it started off crappy as well. We we it oh, took D1. us two years. It took us two years to get to where we were. Where everybody was like, "Okay, guys, this is great. We're in a good spot now. Let's move on." And I then, have, they, then they they flushed it. If I have to compare though, D one, okay, right from the start was a grindy RPG shooter. Yep. That's what it was. Okay, people didn't like it. And then when Dark Below came out, this is where they started falling apart. Right. Dark Below came out, they're like, this is content that was pulled from the game, and then you had haters for that, right? Then you had people that they, they, I don't like the grind, it's too grindy. It's the too game, grindy. But, but you, RPG but you know games but you are know grindy. Why it was grindy. The, the game was grindy because it didn't have an end game. It didn't have game. much. Right. It but didn't here, have an end game. They the, needed the end, time no, but to the come end game up was with the, end game. No, but the end game was grinding for that gear. So that the, was the end game. So the end game was grinding the special gear that you found along the way. Because Correct. It took, it took three times as long no, to level I understand up that. exotic gear than it did to level up normal gear. That's Monster Hunter, though. I, I'm well aware. That's what I'm saying. The, the grind was just the gear. Oh, that armor looks so cool. How do I get it? You need to do this. You need to find this, and then to upgrade it, you need to do this. That was the grind. That was the grind. The end game was the grind. Was the light level was there, was the carrot, right? Or the stick, whatever you want to call it. And the the pieces of gear were the grind. In Destiny 2, they completely got rid of that, right? Now it's just cosmetic. Like the armor's still the grind, but it's not really a grind. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just it's done very differently and they got rid of the grind. Um now it's just more of a Whatever, if I get it, I get it. But I do like the way that they're going towards making it back to the old way. Now, the problem is, everything they did in D1, they switched it to the course of D2, and now everything they're doing in D2 is just shifting back to the course of D1. This worries me, okay? This worries me because let's say they do convert everything back to D1, even though I said they should just make a continuation from D1 where they all the weapons, all the armor, all the stuff could have came over, and they could have just slowly implemented it back into this one, right? They could have made a story up where the Cabal came into the tower. They they stole all the weapons and the schematics, and we didn't see it. And then as you fight the Cabal throughout the galaxy, you start finding your weapons again. Do you know what I mean? So they could have taken everything away from us. They could have taken the Fape Ringers and all this other exotics, and then all of a sudden you do a, a quest or a raid, and you're like, oh, I just found the Fape Ringers schematics again. I can make the Fape Ringer. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff... There's a lot of stuff they could have done to make the, this game better. The, the issue the issue now is every time they try to set something up to where they look like they're trying to get behind the community again, they do something that's self-centered and is basically idiotic. Like right. the like the paywall well, now yep, for yep, posting yep. We're for posting go that. on the for posting on the on the forums. Okay, so so basically the argument now is I've heard this over the last couple of days now, is it's their forms they can do what they want, and the people who say that kind of thing that's fine okay, need to like read some more books. Okay, what that actually means is that 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 basically says we're not gonna we're we're gonna start ignoring freedom of speech, unless unless there's a paywall involved we're gonna start we're gonna start excluding certain people's opinions because they didn't pay for the game. Well, now, a, that's a, that's a slippery slope. No matter how you look at it, no matter what you say about it, you could want to defend Bungie or defend the, the the forums in a whole, or whatever, or you or you want to protect them against the 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 overwhelming trolls that are hurting everyone's feelings. Uh, I say to that, 
this is Earth and this is America, and I can say whatever America. I want, and I can say whatever I want about whatever I want. That's the whole point. If you start putting labels on things, and then you start telling people that they can't say things because they don't play the game, okay, first of all, that makes them very tiny people. That makes well, it's not them even, very tiny. It's, it's not even about the the people that play Destiny. They, they have enough hours in Destiny to be on the forums. Doesn't matter. They are concerned that the people that 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 created the community out of nothing that made this game that the 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 landslide victory that it was when it first came out are now saying that those same people are not going to be allowed to speak because it's not going our way anymore. So when it goes our way. And we start having uh, snowballing effects of people loving the game, and it's all good for the company. It's great. But when it happens the other way, and people start realizing what a crap game it is, and we start we start bandwagoning that side, then it's not okay anymore. Now we need to put some leashes on. That's not how this works. Well, I'm That's just not how this works. The reason I'm kind of upset about it, and I've never posted anything on the on the on the Destiny forums, but there's people that don't play the game, but they still fan of the destiny lore or maybe they're waiting for the game to go on sale right maybe they're waiting for this year when the crota 2 2.0 comes out whatever everyone's talking about and they did admit that there's a thing coming out later this year for the expansion the the, the comet edition whatever where when that comes out you're going to be able to get destiny the two expansions plus that for 40 or to 60 dollars right so someone right now that maybe love Destiny 1, but just doesn't have the money to buy Destiny 2, is waiting for that to happen. And because they are they don't have the money, they don't get to talk on the forums because they're they're a fan of the, of the of the company, or the people, they don't even want to talk about Destiny, they just want to talk about, they want to go to the other stuff section of their forums on Bungie and talk about other games with their friends. They can't do that now unless they buy their game that's broke right now. It's that's what I have a problem with. I'm I'm okay with them going. Oh, you have to buy and because the the recommendation of getting the game and you can't talk on the forums unless you went to the 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 farm. That's like 20 minutes into the game. Like to be honest with you, it's like an hour. Okay, so everyone that's playing Destiny, th that's not the issue. The issue is I think they're trying to stop people from bandwagoning on because it's 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 cool to hate. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so they're trying to stop people from jumping on the bandwagon even though they didn't even play the game they're just like well that's a shit game we're like did you play it no but it's a shit game because i watched this person play it i think that's what they're trying to stop right which in my case is then why don't they just sit on the forums and just delete the people they don't want to be there right what's the difference what's the difference if they're if they're stopping people if they're stopping people, if people from if people are if people bandwagon and say the game is awesome and it causes them to to have more sales is the same freedom if people dislike the game for valid reasons, they state the reason and they say, don't buy the game. That is the same thing. That is what freedom of speech is. You're allowed to say what you want about a product either way. It's a forum. Right. It's a forum. Everyone's allowed to speak their mind. When they start trying to put a leash on something, you are now putting, you're now infringing on my freedom of my thought on what I'm talking about your game, right? So now what? So where does it end? When, where does right. it end? What makes it? What makes you think they, that, that your post gets in at all? If they don't like what you say, then they just censor it out. We're going to keep all the good posts instead. That's a very slippery slope, man. You can't mess around with stuff like this. And, I mean, and, and, well, and they, the fact they that they're wasting and the fact that they're wasting any time on it that's, at all. That's okay? that's the thing. Instead of concentrating on making the game better, we have to concentrate on on dumbing down the bad publicity because we can't counteract it. Yes, you can. You can make a good product, and everyone will start talking good about it again. That's how it works. Right. That's how it works. Right. I, I just find it funny. I mean, I 
I always comment on people if they comment on my on my YouTube channel and stuff like that. I don't delete things. I don't delete anybody's any stuff. Just let them let them comment. I just I just like I said, people that are because when Halo was out and used to be on the Bungie forums and stuff, you didn't have to talk about Halo. You didn't have to talk about anything. You didn't have to purchase Halo to to talk about Halo, right? And in this day and age, especially if I don't own the game, but I watch. A streamer play 100 hours of this game I pretty much know the game right if I'm watching someone play the game that long so why don't I have a, a voice to tell you what you should or shouldn't be able to do I'm just a voice you don't have to listen to me right so I, that's why I'm a little confused about I think it's a little scummy that they they you have to buy the game to talk on the forums now obviously there's other people going well it's their website they can do what they want you know it's their their company. They can do what they want. That's true. They can. It just looks really bad uh, that you're stopping people from talking on your forums because of such such claims. You know what I mean? Like if I say something, yes, it's freedom of speech, but my words have actions, right? So if I say something and it hurts someone's feelings, that person can boycott me, can do whatever. And that's another thing that's going on on Twitter that I didn't want to even talk about, which we're not going to talk about. Uh, but it's just... Just gotta educate people on what's going on, right? And Bungie right now, I don't know what they're doing. They like take two steps forward and take three steps back uh, on what they're doing. I, I don't know why you have to pay to buy a game to be on a form, on a public form. That in their forms, if I go to their forms right now, okay, let me let me scroll up. I'm gonna go back to Bungie. I'm gonna go to community. I'm gonna go to forms. Okay, on forms, their topics are Destiny Two feedback help community clan recruitment destiny gaming which is general gaming and off topic so if i want to talk about an off topic subject i have to now buy destiny 2 to talk about the off topic subject that in case is 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 stupid one because if i really want to talk on their forums i'm not going to do it because i have to buy their game and two it's off topic so i wouldn't really be talking shit about their game in an off topic subject i don't know it's just really weird that they're doing this and this might set a standard cuz if their forms are free but if they're not free do they charge a monthly fee for them they don't charge you for the game it just costs you 2 dollars a month to be on their forms you know what i mean like this could start that this could be that because technically 60 dollars to buy the game or whatever it is now i i know you can get it for cheaper over 12 months I mean, you're paying like six bucks a month or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Five bucks, five bucks a month. That's that's a little steep for a form. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I don't agree with it, but they can do what they want. I've never talked on it. And I own the game and I've played way more hours than I need to play. All right. Next topic I want to talk about. I love board games. We love board games on this channel. Uh, there's a couple board games that are coming out now because we're Generation X Gaming. We talk about this. We've talked about this movie a couple times in the past and in, 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 in the passing of the show. Uh, Dark Crystal. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal board game is now available. I know. I know you guys want it. I mean, that's exactly why we're bringing it up. Uh, this is the Dark Crystal board game. Uh, 1982 classic, The Dark Crystal. The game was released today and can be ordered at this very moment from the thick geek and Amazon while supplies last. Now, I think they came out with, let's see, 
uh, widely popular labyrinth. Is yes. the artwork is the artwork good? Because if the artwork's not good, I won't buy it at all. You know, I don't see you know, any artwork. I, I on... faintly remember Dark Crystal. It was all done with puppets, and it was amazing. But if the artwork in the board game doesn't resemble what the actual movie, then there's no point for me to get it. There, there is no. Here, let me see if I can go to Amazon and get better pictures of the actual game. There's a Dark Crystal game. Uh, do they have any pictures of it? No, they don't. The artwork. I mean, the artwork looks like it's just ripped straight from. To be honest with you, Sarge, it looks like it's ripped straight from the movie. If that makes any sense. Sure, it does. <clears throat> like the box art looks exactly like. Yeah, the box art looks exactly like the movie. It's just the characters, and they have you know, three D printed, uh, pieces. They look like they're pretty good detailed. So there you go. Made by River Horse. You guys like if you guys like that, then uh, by all means, go check out the Dark Crystal board game. Another board game. Maybe you guys didn't know this. Did you guys hear of a game called Agents of Mayhem? I'll be honest with you. I literally thought I know it came out. Okay. It I thought it was just in beta or early access when people were playing it. I didn't pay attention to it so much. I actually thought it was in alpha or beta and people were just playing it early. No, the game released and is dead. Okay, so they found a new home now. So you can get Agents of Mayhem finds a new life as a board game on Kickstarter. Okay, so if you were one of those people that absolutely loved the game, you can now purchase... You can now purchase the board game of Agents of Mayhem. Now, it looks pretty cool. It's got the uh, good board setting. Hold on, let me, let me fast forward a little bit. They, they show, they're showing like cinematic trailer here for a board game. I always love when board games do that. The cinematic trailer. The best way I can describe it, it's like a... Um, what was that zombie game we played, Sarge? Which one? The one that that's the oh, zombie zombicide zombicide. Thank you. That that to me was the is the best one of the best. This is what it reminds me of a little bit. So don't don't look at this stuff. This is just all cinematic stuff. This not coming with the board game. This is not coming with the board game. This might even be footage from the actual game itself. They come with miniature figurines, which look pretty cool, badass. Area. There's the game. Yeah, so they come with 3D, 3D printing of the, of the figurines. The artwork's from the game itself, it looks like. Uh, the figurines and the boards, you're moving around just like Zombicide. And this is proof of concept, right? It's a Kickstarter. This game is not out yet. This game is not made yet. They've created this three-dimensional board where it has stacks of where you can fight people on different things, different attributes, different weapons. Uh, it looks like they're they're doing a lot. I appreciate the work that they're putting into this. It took a lot of work to make our board game. So it's it's a modular board game. You can set it up the way you want, set up different things. Looks pretty cool. This actually might have a better lifespan than the actual game itself. Did anybody in, in, in chat, did you guys play Agents of Mayhem or watch anyone play Agents of Mayhem? I mean, how bad how bad is the population of games that Agents of Mayhem didn't get a chance at all? I I don't know. I mean, you know, 
Like, isn't there a group at least would have liked the game? Like, maybe a hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand. Like, really, no one. Like, we're so busy playing other games or other stuff that Agents of Mayhem had no shot at all. Right. Is that what we're talking about? I, I guess. I guess. And now there's I a honestly... board game version of it. This this was probably this was probably already made because they thought the game was going to be so good that they no. were going to spit it off into a board game. No, no, it wasn't. There's it's no a compl- way. There's it's no a way comp- you make a board game off a failing game. There's no way. People, they, they must have already had it. That the the the, the, what? They make, the they, game was going to be good, so we're going to make a board game to go along with it, and we can we can co we can we can co advertise between the two of them. You, you that think that the? Sense. I don't think so. I you think don't come they come out with a game, it, it horribly fails, and then you go, let's make a board game based on the game that horribly failed. That doesn't make any sense. It, it says. It says Agent of Mayhem landed with a thud. The game misfired with critics and appeared to sell poorly, reportedly leading to layoffs at the developer. But properly looks like they found a different audience in the form of a board game. Uh, Tabletop game maker Academy Games launched a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign for Agents of Mayhem uh, last week. Academy Games quickly found success. Backers have already contributed more than 120000 to the project, more than four times the original funding goal. I wonder if that outsold the actual video game. That would be fucking hilarious if they. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it's the same kind of modular system as Zombicide. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. So Academy Games is offering two pledge tiers. Ninety dollars gets you a backers game. The first expansion at all stretch goals is one hundred and fifteen dollars. Includes everything in the ninety dollar tier, plus a PC copy of Agents of Mayhem video game and all of its add on content. So not only do you get the board game for $115, you get the video game that bombed along with it. You want, so. a, good, you want a good board game with your friends? This is a good board game to buy right here. <laughs> Fallout. I didn't yeah. know that was a board game. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes, I did. We did, a, we did a story on it on, on this channel. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is a game. This is, a, this is an old school four-player game. has the same kind of mechanics as like a, a Settlers of Kintan mixed in with a little bit of... Uh, what was the other game? Uh, uh, Pandemic. A little bit like a little bit of both of those combined. Card okay. based, not a deck builder. Uh, four player game. This is a board game. Interesting. Interesting. The last board game I want to talk about is Clue. Now, Clue the game. Clue the game. Like the actual game. Well, Clue the game that was based on. The, the the movie clue that was based on the board game. No, the, is, the movie was based on the board game. The, that's the, game just, the board game came out first. That's what I just said. I said the movie based on the board game. I literally just said that. Oh, God. Uh, is giving a remake. Okay, they're doing a remake of the clue movie, and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is behind it. He's producing it. I don't know if he's directing it. I don't think he's directing it, but he's producing it and he's taking the crew from Deadpool as far as the writing staff. The two writers of Deadpool with him, and they're making the recreatment of Clue. I don't know. I'm a little excited about this because I watched Clue when I was a kid, right? And I always liked that movie. It was the first movie that actually had three different endings. You didn't know which ending you were going to get until you watched the movie. Right. Was it only three? I thought there was more. Three endings. And you didn't know which one it was in the theater, right? That's correct. Yeah. I, I thought it was awesome when I saw the movie, and it was funny. And the older I got, the more I, I appreciate the movie even more. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. What do you think? Do you think Ryan Reynolds is a good fit for this? I, don't I mean, know. He's, a horrible, he's, a, he, he's a horrible Green Lantern, but he was a fantastic Deadpool, so I'm kind of torn. 
Yeah, but he's he's uh he's good with comedy. He's a good comedian. Well, like if, he's, he's... if if his satirical wit is actually him and his writing and not somebody else writing for him and he's just good at saying it, then right. yes, it'll be a good movie. But if if that's that wit that he has in the movies is not his own wit, it's somebody else's writing, then I don't know. I don't think so. All right, I'm going to hang up with you and I... call you back real fast. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. Awesome. Awesome. Please stay tuned. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you. So, so, who do you think? Let's just, let's just, uh, let's spitball here real fast. Because there's a movie coming out called the, was it the, uh, the uh, Express? What is it? Um, what's that, what's that train, the, the murder mystery train? Mur murder on the Orient Express? Orient Express. Like, they have a lot of stars in that one, right? Johnny Depp's in there, a whole bunch of other stars, right? Who do you think they would get? Do you think they would get A-listers for Clue, or do you think they'd get, like, B-listers and D-listers? Okay, you want to know how it works? In order for a movie like that to succeed, because it's a remake of a movie that didn't do extremely well to begin with, you have to call in Hollywood favors, and you have to put in celebrities that everyone knows currently right. as the different characters in order for them to go watch it. Okay, so on that note, that's this is hard, bro. This who do you hard. think they'll get to play? Uh, was it Mrs. Peacock, Angela Lansbury? No, I'm kidding. No, uh, uh, Mrs. Peacock. I, I, I Judy think, Dench. No, no, Mrs. Peacock has to be someone current, right? So, what's the uh, the female comedian, the new, uh, the new, the new upcoming, the new female comedian that had her own show? Uh, she was just starred in Snatch with Goldie Hawn. What the hell is her name? Oh, uh, uh, the blonde. Oh, yes. God, what's her name? Yes. What's her name? Give me a minute. It's coming. Amy, Amy Schumer. Amy, Amy, Schumer. Amy, Schumer. Amy Schumer. I, just, I was just, I just had okay. it. Damn. All right, so Amy Schumer can be Miss Peacock. Okay? Then we need a whore for Miss Scarlet, but it has to be a more sophisticated whore. So who do we have that's sophisticated that fits the age demographic that can still be that? There's a lot of people. Yeah, but... Hot, but sophisticated. Hot sophistication. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with. I think that would be a. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Then we need, then we need to have uh, a Colonel Mustard. So an old crotchety guy. Who wore profiteers. And has to be funny but also serious, I'm going to say Seth Rogen. For who? Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Oh, do me a favor. Do not bring Seth Rogen into this. Do not bring James Franco into this. Do not bring any of those guys into this. Oh, you don't want him in there? Seth Rogen? I don't... I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen. I'm just not a big fan of his. Uh, All right, I have to be somebody older. It has to be somebody older. Colonel Mustard. All right, Colonel Mustard. Um, I'm going to... Get this. Dustin Hoffman. No, too old. You think he's too old? Yep. Not, not right, a type of movie. You, then you, I'll you, go you, Steve Carell. No, no one has... Steve Carell could do Professor Plum. Yeah. Yeah, actually, he would be a better yeah. professor, Steve, Professor oh. Plum. Oh. Maggie... Oh, Maggie Smith. You know what, Tally? How about... How about... Uh, What's-her-face from uh, the Batman movie? Uh, Gyllenhaal's uh, sister. 
Isn't that her name? Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, is it Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah. Maggie Smith. Oh, that's the girl. That's the woman from uh, Harry Potter and such. Yeah, she would go. She she'd be a good Mrs. Peacock. Is that how far back you guys are? Holy shit! <laughs> that, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I think would be a good. Okay. Professor Plum or Mr. Green. So Ryle Reynolds is going to be playing in the movie. Who do you think he's playing? Well, if he's using this once again, if he uses it, if he uses it, Wadsworth, he's the butler. Wadsworth was the entire movie. So that'll be him okay. then. So he, if his wit is good, then I'll say yes. Now the Mr. Body guy. Now he could be a guy that makes a cameo. He could either be Anthony Hopkins or Al Pacino or Dustin Hoffman, like one of those guys. Cause he's only in there for 10 seconds and he's dead anyway. Right. As that kind of favor. But there's no way they're pulling in that kind of favor. Obviously, they're going to have... They're obviously going to have a character that's black in this, right? They, they're going to have to, right? They, would, they, were, right. They're, they're, they, have, to, they have to keep it where... Right. We're, we're not in 1980s anymore. They're so, going to bring so some ethnicity the, in there. So one of the gentlemen has to be an African-American. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. So do you think Tim Curry will be back in it? Do you think Tim Curry would be the Mr. Mr. Body? Mr. Mr. Body. Right? But he's not his health's not doing well. I'm not sure how well he's doing. Mm. It'd be nice to see him maybe maybe he comes in, maybe he's the reporter or the 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 not the reporter. The uh the guy who comes in to check his car broke down. Maybe he comes yeah, in. But you don't know if they're going to write that. You don't know if they're going to write everybody murders somebody thing. Right. It might be right. a different type of murder mystery. Cuz remember, it's not the first time there's been a murder mystery movie. You know, Nick Offerman. Oh, 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 Ian McKellar or Patrick Stewart. That's a good one too. A good one. They, can do, they can do a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm excited for it because I think it is going to be an all celebrity cast. There might be like there might be like one new person in there, right? Like they, they have I'm, to call I'm, in favors. It's going to be a favor movie. You know the you know the Rock's going to be in it, right? Because the Rock's in everything right now. Mm-hmm. He's the Rock's in everything did, right did now. Did you watch that? <laughs> did you watch that skyscraper trailer? I didn't, uh, but I, I know of it. I know. You want to know what it is? You want to know it's, what it is? It's like Die Hard. It's it's handicapped Die Hard and Tower yeah. Inferno. Yeah, it's it's like Die Hard. Yeah. No, it's it's Towering Inferno. Die Hard, handicapped. <laughs> handicapped Die Hard. Handicapped Die. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Die Hard, Towering Inferno. Yeah. Man, I want to know what the delay is on on chat right now. Uh, when I say the number one, type it in chat. I just want to see that. One. I just want to see how long it takes them because I think Twitch is like really far behind. Oh, Bill Murray. That'd be a good one. Bill Murray could be like Mr. Body or something. There could be a lot of people at Mr. Body. A lot of people. I, I, want, to watch that, I, want, I want to watch that movie again now. I want to watch that movie. That'd be, that'd be good though. All right. So there's that. What time are we at? What time are we at? We're at- far behind, bro. They're way too far behind. Something's yeah, seriously they, wrong. They they have yet to even put the number in the chat. That is crazy. It's like a it's like a two minute delay. That Wait is crazy. Will Smith is <laughs> Professor Plum. <laughs> <laughs> just just to put it out there, by the time they see that we reacted to that, it's gonna be two minutes later. It's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. 
All right. So the next story I want to talk about, let me see what we have here. Let's see what the next story. I don't know why it's so... Okay, so this guy created... It's, uh, it's an Xbox game. It's an Xbox game. It's called Pinstripe. Uh, he spent six years making this game. Now, I'm not going to put this in video up here because if I do that... Oh, please don't put Vince Vaughn. Please don't put Vince Vaughn. Oh, my God. That is... You guys are literally two minutes behind. Two minutes behind. Wow. Okay. So he spent six years making this this uh, this story. Um, I'm gonna put this in channel in, in chat topic. Okay. That's 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 crazy that they're that far behind. I don't know I don't know what to do. Twitch is literally two minutes behind. That is that's I don't even know what that is. It's so bad. I, you know what? I'm switching to Mixer. Mixer is instantaneous. Uh, actually, let's talk about that for a second, Sarge. I'm gonna talk about that right now on the show on Twitch. Okay, I was thinking about taking this podcast, just the podcast, and moving it over to Mixer. Yeah, okay. Because we have a we have a following here, but I, I feel like we can get. Talk shows over there are doing a lot better than over here. It's a smaller, it's a smaller niche over there. Okay. I think I think we could be broad, more broad, and and open up to to more viewers over there. So we'll take everyone from over here. I like to open and, myself and, to broads, <laughs> and we'll and we'll bring them over there with us. So we'll have all this crew meet the mixer crew, and then we'll we'll because we can't do it at the same time. It'll be a mixer. I get it'll it. It'll be a it'll be a mixer, and we'll drink on this on the mixer. So, yeah, so the, this video game, this guy spent six years making Pinstripe alone, all alone, uh, and now he's sharing it uh, with us, and it came out yesterday. Um, I would play it on stream, but did if I do that... Yet? Did he test it yet, or are we the testers? I'm, I'm assuming he tested it. I'm pretty sure one guy tested his game. It's a, it's a side-scroller game. It looks visually beautiful. I mean, it's a nice... It almost reminds me of uh Ori in the Blind Forest type feel or um what was that one with the shadows is it is it oh god i forget what the one is called Lo- lobo no what's it called lobo's the nintendo thing i forget what the it's just a shadow it's just like shadow creatures and stuff it looks it looks actually visually stunning it looks a very very pretty game so make sure 2 minutes later guys um uh, two minutes later, make sure when you hear this that you go check out that link that I sent up there so you guys can watch that video of uh, of Pinstripe. Considering I don't know what's happening, and when I put a video up on screen, it absolutely shits itself. So there's that. Uh, so that's the uh, next story. Uh, another news: Day Z. If those of you who have been waiting for Day Z, can we just can we get a check, Sarge? Can you check real quick in Google? Type this in for me. Hang on a second. I'm trying to see what else I can do here for the for the internet problem. You're in with Mixer. <laughs> PS4, no Mixer for me. Oh, sorry, right, puppet. Well, uh, it'll it'll be up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Vince Vaughn. That's a good line. So, when did Daisy release? It's about what three d- years. Is that what it says on Google? Mm. No, but I can look it up. It just put Daisy's release date. 
Actually, I think it's a trick question. I don't think DayZ released yet. It hasn't released. I don't think it ever did. That's part of the problem. It hits console in... Okay. DayZ released November of 2000... December. It, it Steam access in December of 2013. It's still an early access. And it's coming out for console uh, in 2018. Like, come on, guys. I'm blaming the guy that broke Twitch a few days ago. Oh, come on. You, you can't tell me. They've had more than that many people watch a singular thing before on the platform. I believe uh, the the Dota tournaments or the League of Legends tournaments had like a, like a million people watch it or some shit. The guy behind the guy. I know a guy behind the guy that knows the guy. Okay. This next thing, which... Again, I can't show you, so I'm just going to have to send the link in chat. This is, every Monday, Build of the Week highlights a unique rig from the website's most dedicated PC builds uh, on this site, okay? The last uh, diorama they had on there, uh, this guy created, okay, a scene out of PUBG, this thing's absolutely amazing looking. They have the whole video sped up on how they created this. So this is the what the fuck internet, right? Like these guys literally created a, a building with so much detail on a this. You're, actual talking about, you're talking about diorama. Diorama. Yeah. Yeah. Actually here, I can put it up. I can actually show the, let me, let me, uh, can I, can I make this bigger? All right, there we go. There you go. I can do the diorama pictures. This is a PUBG building in the game. Okay. And the attention to detail, the graphic cards are on the back. Okay. So this is an actual PC tower. This is a PC tower. It's a gaming rig that you can have in your room. And this is what it looks like, which looks absolutely stunning. Okay. It's got the player unknown battlegrounds logo up on a rock fixture here. The buildings up on top, the motherboards within the garage. It's got little barrels and cooler stuff covering all the, the bits and pieces. Uh, it's, it's just crazy looking. It's only four pictures. You guys can... Uh, I'll put the, 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 uh, the link in chat. Topic we're talking about. Topic. Boom. There you go. Check out that. It's the build of the week. Go check it out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. The guys are crazy, man. The CPU that you're looking at is the Intel Core i5-8600K, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1080p, or I'm sorry, 1080, not 1080p, it's the GPU. It's the MSI Z370 Gaming Pro Carbon Motherboard. It's like it's like porn for those people that really know about computers. It's got 16 gigabytes of Apesser Panther series. It's got a it's got a cooler RAM, master RAM v. currently is very very expensive. They're not yeah. they're, a lot of people have not talking about building any gaming machines recently because yeah, they're so expensive. No, they're they're expensive because people are mining virtual currency on on the fucking internet. They're getting bitcoins. That's why all these motherboards and shit have gone up in price cuz people are literally making farm computer farms in their house so they can farm virtual coins that mean absolutely nothing right now. It's amazing to me. I mean they they cost money that people can get thousands of thousands of dollars for it but they're also spending thousands and thousands of dollars to get it so whatever 
microtransactions, basically, in real life. So there's that. Okay. Uh, speaking of loot crates, hey, perfect. Germany and Switzerland. Sweden. Are Sweden, thank you. Well, isn't, isn't Switzerland no. in Sweden? No. No. No, okay. Germany may be banning loot crates, loot boxes. Now, I like this. This is good. But I'm afraid what's going to happen, that Germany will ban it and Sweden will ban it, but they'll still be out there because they can do this thing where they can do one thing for one country and not the others. You know what I'm saying? Until <clears throat> until the United States steps up and says, "No, no, it's 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 fine." Once once things get start rolling, then people have their own. Then they'll have, then other countries will have their own conversation about it, right? The market the market will tend to shift. The more countries that get involved, the more that publishers have to have to weigh in whether or not they should keep putting microtransactions in the game because then they can't sell to certain markets. Right. I I don't know. I just think I know what they did with the loot boxes in in Overwatch, and they got rid of them over uh, was that China or Japan, uh, and then they still kept them here, right? Because they don't allow it over there. So I just right. feel like this is one of those other things that's going to happen where the loot boxes will be banned from from Germany and Sweden, but yet they'll still be uh, they'll they'll still be there. You know what I mean? They'll still be there for us. Am I frozen? Did it did it pick a good a good froze a good frozen? Now a pirate. I just got frozen as a pirate. Um so yeah, I don't know what's what's happened. I can't if I stop if I stop the stream, all hell is gonna break loose. So we'll just continue going with the audio portion of the segment of, of our podcast here. Um So I, I, I like this though. If they if the ESRB in North America gets on board with this. Uh, and teams up with the European uh, governors and lawmakers. Uh, what do you think, though? What do you think game companies are going to do if it all passes and loot crates are gone? They're going to look for other avenues okay, first of to all, try loot, to get money. It's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of time before loot boxes go away completely because they're they're an integral part of publishers mainline economy. Like it's the number the, the numbers don't lie. The amount of money made from microtransactions, never mind mobile devices. I'm just talking about games that games on 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 the three major platforms that we know of or the four major platforms, excuse me. Right. Um the amount of money that they make is 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 astronomical. And if if before before anything in our country even begins to start to ban anything, I can pretty much guarantee the money used, the money made from loot boxes is going to be used to lobby against laws against them. Guaranteed, right? Because it's too, it's too much. It's literally too much. If you if you look at some of the some of the videos I sent you, there there were some numbers in there, something around four point five billion revenue last year for just just EA alone. From their games, four point five billion dollars on microtransactions alone. Right. It's right. it's it's not funny anymore. It's it, they're going to have to get it to the point where uh, it's a psychological thing. If you are if you are taking advantage of people's psychology in order for them to spend money on something, preying on their on their psychoses or their their inability to 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 not gamble or the right. gamble psychology, then they'll have a they'll have a leg to stand on. 
But if they keep calling it about for the children type thing, it's not going to work. It's a, it's it's a shame. It's a shame. We're <clears throat> we're we're just gonna we're just gonna take our cameras off off the uh, the screen, guys, and we're just gonna do audio straight up. So can you give me see... one of my little? Can you give me one of my drop pictures in there? I already I already got it. It's oh. uh it's you in cartoon form as a Fallout character giving thumbs up. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good there. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they re. I don't want to say the companies are going to retaliate, but they're going to come up with another way, right? They're going to come up with another way to try to figure out how to make that money up again, right? And it's also the the very few, the very few, there's a very small community that actually buys these loot crates. They make it sound like everyone's buying it, right? But they're not, they're not. But see, but see it doesn't matter. See, the, the problem, the whole problem with the loot box fiasco thing is this, is that a publisher can say that they spent X number of dollars on whatever game they're currently making, right? If the game is released, they spend a shit ton of money on it. It doesn't release well, okay? But it doesn't matter to them that they released a shitty game because the people that do buy it, the percentages of people who do lay in the money on top of it will make up for the people that didn't buy the game. So now you have less, there's less, uh, there's less thought about whether the game is actually good or not to release. You're going to release it regardless because you know you can make your money back. It doesn't matter. We'll just make the next game. We'll just make right. the next game. Right. We'll just make the next game. We shall see. Uh, next year, rumors are stirring up. You'll, you'll probably be excited about this, right? Excited about this. Borderlands 3 could release before March of 2019. What does this, what does this mean? Why, why are they bringing it out now? Do you think, Sarge, that they're coming out with it because of the debacle that's going on with, with Anthem and well, with oh, Destiny? All right, but let's, let's be perfectly clear. There's no such thing as a leak, okay? Borderlands has been quiet for a very long time. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's been five if we years wanted, since the last we wanted, one, right? If we wanted some leaks about something, somebody wanted to talk about something, they would have released some information on purpose. The fact that they're giving you a window of time rather than an actual date is just trying to get the bandwagon started because they want to try to pick a time where the rest of these games are still clamoring for our attention and are broke, and they're going to drop their game inside the slot. Right. I mean, it's been five years. Borderlands 2 came out in 2012, September of 2012. Uh, the pre-sequel came out in 2014. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, like you said, there's no leaks. There's no leaks. So th the leak is them, right? And I think they are speeding up the process, right? I think they were going to take their time. Not to say this is going to be a broken game or anything like that. What I'm saying is that... They're they're waiting for the right time to strike, right? And with with Anthem and with all these games that are coming out, like Destiny is bombing right now, right? And they're they're being hated on right now. So Borderlands Three is like, hmm, what do we think this is a respectable time to come out? Do you think we can push this out by by March next year? Because by that time, Red Dead Two Red Dead Two will be out because supposedly it's coming out October of this year, so that'll be out already. Uh, it'll be like five, six months since that launched. Destiny 2 won't have anything coming out really, right, in their in their market. Anthem got pushed back. 
So if it comes out during October, November, that'll be out for a bit before. And then Borderlands comes out and Borderlands has that hardcore. We're talking about there's no casual Borderland, Borderlands guys, right? People that played Borderlands are like diehard Borderlands fans. Okay, but let's let's be let's be clear, okay? Borderlands 2 was an amazing sequel to a a game that not a lot of people knew about. Not not a lot of people played Borderlands 1 like the like the numbers wise. It started getting a fan base after its release. People started realizing about it and started playing it. And then when Borderlands 2 came out, it was a full court press and everybody was in on it because they knew what the game was going to be. And it, and it it improved on everything the first one did. Okay. Then we had the other one come out by the Australian studio, no friends tally. And it just didn't do as well as Borderlands two. So it left a little bit of a bad taste in some people's mouths. Right. To say that the third one is going to trump the second one completely is a very tall order, okay? Borderlands 2 is some kind of crazy... It, 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 it's a little bit of a mystery of a game that just clicked really, really well, right? Like, that. I don't think they even intended it for the be that badass that it came out to be, that it was that badass, right? Okay? That, that, game, that game was so fun, so fun to do either by yourself or even better with a group of friends, and with the release of the DLCs with the extra characters, I have played that game with six characters all the way through. Right. Right? That's hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. So uh, my concern is I love Borderlands, but I'm not sure if this one's going to be like the same kind of thing you got from Borderlands 2. They're going to have to go in a different direction, and I don't think you're supposed to go in a different direction with that game. That game is that game. It's about finding the most bizarre weapons, finding out which guys to use them on, and grinding bosses over and over again to get those orange weapons. And that's what it was. Here, here's where my concern is with Borderlands 3. Our, our expectations are so high for this game. So high, right? Because Borderlands 2 was this... It, Let's be honest, Borderlands 2 didn't sell well right off the bat. It was a slow rise in that game when people saw it, right? And we're talking about 2012 where Borderlands, I mean, YouTube was out there. People made YouTube videos and stuff, but there wasn't really a big market on Twitch per se back then as there is now, right? So there was people watching it, but Borderlands became this cult classic, okay? It became this cult classic and... I feel like the expectations are just going to be too high and it's never going to be hit, met, right? There's always going to be like this, this it, Borderlands 2 was like the pinnacle. It's like Empire Strikes Back, right? It's like the best, the best movie in the series is Empire Strikes Back, hands down, right? I think Borderlands 2 is the Empire Strikes Back. Now, obviously I'm saying this and I haven't even seen Borderlands 3. I haven't even seen a goddamn frame of it, okay? I'm just saying it. Just in just the way the game sold, Borderlands One was 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 popular. It, it had a slow like growth, and then when Borderlands Two came out, it was like this phenomenon that came out. And then our expectations are so unmanageable. Now, when Borderlands Three comes out, I think it's never going to hit that. Yeah, but the the awesomeness of a game that hits on all cylinders is always a surprise. 
Nobody puts it on a pedestal and then it comes out and it, it meets everyone's expectation. That's not how it works. You're expecting a game, you, you see a game coming out, and then you find, oh my God, what an awesome game it is. But no one thought about that before it came out. That's right. how you get that kind of feeling. You can't go in saying this is going to be the greatest game of all time because no matter what happens to that game, it's not going to hit those kind of standards. Right? Will Borderlands 2 have the same uniqueness? Will Borderlands 2? 3. Borderlands uh, 3. Will Borderlands 2's uniqueness be covered again in Borderlands 3? I'm not sure it can. Right? The way that the game was written, the way that the story went, the weapons that you found, the bosses that you had to fight, the, the farming of those bosses in order to get, to get the guns you wanted to get. I mean, there were different ways to play each character. If you packed, if you if you paired up with specific weapons, it made your character insane. There were certain little uh, items to put on your character with a specific weapon that made your character insane. There was a lot of unique, you, a lot of uniqueness in the character creation. Uh, or well, not character creation, but character customizations. Customization, yeah. And then you know, once again, you had all those skins to collect. But once again, I never really paid attention to that because. You never see your character. You see your character on other people. So right. unless you, unless you get skins for somebody else that you want to see them, that skins didn't matter. Now the talk is it's going to be third person. Mm. See now, see now. I think that if you don't, if you do too much, doesn't that change gonna, the whole it, gameplay though? No, hang on. If if you do too much, it changes the game. Right. I think if they kept the game the same premise as Borderlands Two, but made it third person, I think that would be enough. Hmm. But doesn't that change the way you play, though? I mean, third. Let, let's be honest. Any kind of third-person game, even Grand Theft Auto, you have this like sluggish reaction, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's got but this slug delay. But you don't, know, don't know if that's the way it's going to be. It might uh, every, be very intuitive third person. Every every third-person game, even PUBG, when you're in third person compared to first person, it's just very sluggish. It's just very like this. It's like when you get behind cover, when you get behind certain things, it's just weird. I mean, even even Monster Hunter. I mean, it's just weird. Third person games have just this awkward camera angle slash kind of movement type thing. Um, so, do I think it's Andromeda? Like, it could be their Andromeda. You know what I'm saying? Like, the anticipation of this game is highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. I personally am not ex super excited. I mean, I'm a, I like Borderlands, but I'm not. I'm not putting this thing out of perspective of my, I never get put any game really out of my perspective. Um, so it could be their Andromeda. I kind of liked Andromeda. Was it the best in the series? No, but Andromeda was also their fourth in the series. It wasn't their third. So, well, actually this is the fourth as well because uh, the prequels was the, was a third technically it's a different company, but still interesting. Things to think about. Things to think about. I, I'm I'm more interested now in not paying attention to any kind of release and then being surprised when it's released. I think right. that's the better way to go. Right. So other news, real fast. I, I'm bringing this one up because, uh, well, I called it. I called it, and I called it two days before. What are we on the eighth? Is today the eighth? Yeah. So we did it on the seventh or the first. I said last week. Uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember the exact words I said, but you can watch the podcast from last week to see what I said. I said, I said two things. I said that we're talking about EA here and we're talking about the Star Wars game because the Anthem got delayed. And last week I said, Anthem will get pushed back into the spot of where Star Wars is and Star Wars Battlefront 
will probably not see the light of day until 2020. I said the only reason they would do it in 19 is because the new movie's coming out and they want to put it alongside the movie. I said, but Anthem's going to get pushed back to that spot and Star Wars will get pushed back till 2020. Here we are. There's an article and the creator or the the Jorgensen literally came out and said, um, let's see, while several Star Wars projects currently in the works, Electric Arts 2018 slate is remarkably slim and any new adventures in the galaxy are far, far away. In fact, with the cancellation of Visceral Games' highly anticipated action adventure title, which was due out in 2019, and EA is currently doing nothing new with to offer Star Wars fans in the foreseeable future. Star Wars Battlefront 2 the old, uh, and The Old Republic. Both EA Vancouver, which is starting from scratch on the new title Replace Visceral's Ragtag and Respawn, the studio behind Titanfall games are up to bat with Electronic Arts. Unfortunately, it might not be a while to see that either. Okay. Uh, speaking during the EA Q3 2018 earnings call, uh, IGN reports, CFO Blake Jurgensen revealed that he won't see a respawn title until the fiscal of 20 of 2020, meaning that the fiscal year that runs from April 1st, 2019 to March 31st, 2020. Um, uh, Jorgensen also said that while EA's 2020 slate is confirmed, respawn games will probably arrive before the third Battlefront game, which uh, hasn't been nailed down in terms of timing. EA recently revealed that Battlefront 2 did not meet the publisher's sales expectations and the microtransaction debacle last year, so it's a little surprising to hear that the publisher is already considering another sequel. Obviously, they're going to make another sequel. I mean, yeah, but see, the 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 loss in translation with that story is this: EA says that they didn't hit their they didn't hit their sales records or their, their sales expectations, right? They expected to sell to sell nine million. They only sold like eight million. So my only words on that is boo hoo. Okay, you're only a million million off. Okay, so first of all, that's a complete and utter fabrication. We know exactly what they were looking for, and it was nowhere near nine million. Okay, it had a, it had a, at least double the original game. The original game only oh, sold thirteen sold million. Like, right, so they had to be looking at least twenty, twenty five million. So they had nowhere near their expectations, and that's why they're getting ready to turn their expe- they're getting ready to turn their uh, the uh, microtransactions back on. It should be on within the next month or so. Well, I I think the reason I think the reason they Battlefront one in two thousand fifteen sold thirteen million copies, and they said that was the goal for them to sell thirteen thousand copies by March, and I, th- I believe they I believe they did it thirteen million. Thank you, thirteen million by March. I think they said, well, we can make the exact same if we can make the exact same thirteen million. Because you're going for the same people, right? Let's be honest. Star Wars fans, they have their crew. Right. Well, same number, but with microtransactions. Right. Well, same number, but with microtransactions on top, and that will hopefully double what they're what they're looking for, right? So, but it, it backfired in their face. Uh, but yeah, so the story says that they're, they're probably not going to see anything until 2020, and I I concur because that's what I said last week, right? I said the only reason well, I would the, think well, listen, they, that, that happens regardless, right? Because this year's a battlefield year. Battlefield One, right, right, Battlefront, but but we don't know yet now because it might throw it all off, right? But even if they throw it off, I mean, Anthem's going in that spot now, right? Because if they push Anthem back even farther, now you're pushing Anthem back. Excuse me, to 2020. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. They rather release it and fix it while it's out before then. Yeah, the Star Wars license before then, right? Well, okay, so let's say EA loses their license. Who who gets to pick up that license? What what company out there gets to pick up that license 
to make Star Wars games. That can do that can do a single player Star Wars game, a single yeah. player Star Wars game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what CD Project Red? Red's a good choice. I, I, they have to, it has to be away from EA though. It has to be no no public no developers under EA. It has to be an EA, it has to be a developer. Yeah, CD Project Red's an independent not, company. That's not that's not around EA and has the ability to do it. Now CD Project Red, considering what they did in Witcher, I think they could do a Star Wars game. Does Microsoft buy it and then make it with one of their in-house in-house uh, companies? Um, you know what? I I don't know all the who owns who anymore. Like I used to keep track of what what developers are owned by which publishers that are work directly under, but I don't know the ownership circle. I don't know who would be allowed to take it and still not be under EA because if if they were, if they remove the license from EA, which they don't deserve, by the way. If they remove the license, if Disney says it's enough, you've blemished us enough, we're giving it to somebody else. Now, they have 10 years. They say they got a 10-year license, which means they're already five years into it. So they have to either go to another five years and release another fucking game, a crappy game at, at that, or they give up the license. Well, okay. What about if Microsoft buys EA, and now EA is owned by Microsoft? Do you think Disney lets EA, Microsoft, slash oh, keep that license? Oh, well. If if that happens, if that happens, if Microsoft ends up purchasing EA and we get rid of Jorgensen and, and Wilson and anybody else has the ideas for that and it's they're, they're not there anymore, then DICE probably ends up making it. Hmm. Things to think about. Things to think about. Um, DICE, already has, DICE already has it down. They just be getting fucked over by EA. Right. All right, so this this story, next story that I'm talking about is about game sales uh, and mobile domination digital video game sales in 2017. Okay, so of the $100.5 billion that players spent on digital games last year, 59% of the revenue was generated through mobile. According to video game researchers Superdata, year in review report, gamers spent $59.2 billion in total on mobile last year. This marks an increase of 31% in the mobile market from 2016 to 2017 with, consu- with consumers spending an additional $14 billion on mobile games. PC games was second biggest market, generating revenue of $33 billion, and console gaming was the smallest market with $8.3 billion. Now, $8.3 billion is not a thing to shake at. I mean, that's $8.3 billion. $8.3 billion, and they haven't had a full year and a half of microtransactions yet. Right. That's just one year. Right. And every game doesn't have it. Wait till every game has microtransactions. Uh, Okay. However, the Asian market generates the vast majority of the total revenue. Up to $10 billion. On, in 2016, digital game sales surpassed the $36 billion in region last year, and in comparison, mobile gaming's made $9.1 billion in North America and $5.9 billion in Europe. Okay, so $10 billion, $36 billion, $36 billion spent in the Asian market alone. That's, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, much of the $36 billion comes from China, where the mobile market is particularly large and willing to spend. This is due to the country's 15-year ban on video game consoles, which were deemed as as means of spreading political sensitive content. Chinese government eventually lifted the ban in 2015. However, the market has held strong. That's crazy, though. Mobile gaming at 59.2 billion dollars. I guarantee you. I guarantee you they're ahead of movies. 
I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one's going to the movies no more. $59.2 billion. That's a lot of money on, on a mobile a, device. It's, it's a lot of money, bro. It's a lot of microtransactions. A lot of dollar here, $2 here, $5 here. That's crazy. What do you guys think about that? $59.2 billion. How much of that money, you guys, in chat have you spent on, on microtransactions or, or games that are out there? Like, uh, what's some of those games that you play, like, out there? You well, were saying, you were wait, saying, tell me, tell wait, that story again. Wait, that was you that said. the numbers you just gave? The numbers you gave, was that total sales for gaming or microtransaction, microtransactions? That's only? just consumers spending an addition. That, that's just $59.2 billion total in mobile sales last year on games, whatever it is. Just doesn't matter games. if it's micro. Okay, no, no. So, doesn't matter if it's microtransaction or not. No, no, no. I know that. But the percentage of microtransactions inside the game is, was, was targeted around 35%. So 35% of that money is microtransactions. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they predicted to be over 40, over 45% in another year, which means that more people are spending money in game than they are actually buying the game. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. You were, you were telling me before the show started that you know a guy that knows a guy. There's a, that... there's a, there's a, mobile, there's a mobile game called Final Fantasy. Uh-huh. It's, it's like Age of Empires. It's like okay. that kind of game, right? Or Age of Fire, you know the one with the with the model does the commercial for it. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the guy spends probably about a thousand to sixteen hundred dollars a week. A I'm week. sorry. Say say again. A week. A thousand dollars to about sixteen hundred dollars a week. You guys can't see my face right now, a but week. that I, I I just don't get it. my brain. My brain doesn't comprehend. Yeah, but different tax bracket, bro. Right? Maybe no. Maybe I, no, I get it. To him is, I know. I know. Like a hundred dollars. You know, but, but, still. but to me, you can buy so many things with that much money. And on a mobile game, there's nothing to it. It's like placing a building down or putting extra energy in a building so it f- builds faster. My my brain, my brain is hemorrhaging right now. Like, I just can't imagine that. I just can't imagine that someone's spending that much money a week on placing a building down or putting extra energy in a building or grabbing a farm. Well, that's well, that's 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 what you get from years of growing up not knowing how to budget money. Wow. Or wow. it doesn't matter. You just make money to spend it. Like I it, guess so. That's a lot of money, dude. A lot yeah, of money. That's a, that's a shit ton of money. Listen, even it, if it's half that, even if it's half, let's say it's on a good day, six hundred dollars a week on just fucking. That's like a like like a mortgage payment for some people. Right. You know, on on a mobile game. It's crazy. Sarge, this this game that I'm going to talk about next. Uh, is right up your alley. Oh right, god, I'm gonna, I'm another, another one of these right up my alley games, huh? Right up the alley, man. Right up the alley. Uh, let's see. I'll put the topic that we're talking about in chat. You might want to click that link, Sarge. That is a, the uh, the World War game, the World War II game. Uh, it's called Battalion 1944. It's a classic World War II shooter. It's uh, it was on it was on Kickstarter, I believe, and they wanted to raise. Base developer began Project Kickstarter campaign exceeded the modest 100,000 pounds asked in March of 2016, bringing in more than 300,000 pounds since then. The studio partnered with Square Enix, which also assisted in development and uh, turning test. Bulkhead Adventure Puzzle Game launched in in August uh, 2016. This game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, I could switch. Where is it? Just news. There it is. Uh, This game looks absolutely gorgeous. You can see it. You can see it there. 
here we go. That's a good picture of it. it, it obviously, this is on computer. The depth of field, uh, the realism of the of the engine. It looks phenomenal. What engine they're using? I'm, I'm assuming they're using the Unreal Engine because it's free to use, and they only get a percentage. They get five percent of all sales of the game. It just looks really good. Are, are we back around? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So what they're saying about this game, it's a, it, it sold 250,000 copies total on Steam. Battalion 1944 uh, looks to pace to beat the number in its first week. Uh, but if it has made such a splash on Twitch, it's currently only the 40th most watched game just behind Escape from Tarkov. And so it's on Twitch. You can check it out. I didn't even know that. So I might check it out. They say it's a mix between like Call of Duty and Medal of Honor. I just wish they would go back to some of the basics of like the battlefield games, like where it was, you have to take a point and then you have to destroy a certain amount of things on the town in order to take the town over like that kind of battle. You know what I mean? Right. right. You know, like you start in the, you start in a server with like a hundred people. Everybody has like you know, more tactical, like a more tactical thing. We tell you like, okay guys, we're going to take over this town. So we gotta, we gotta kill this pillbox. We gotta kill this building and kill this. And if we do all that before we run out of tickets, and the town turns to ours. You would like another game then. There's another game. I forget what the name of it is. I think I sent you links of it a couple weeks ago where it's much more realistic. Uh, the tanks are more realistic. Squad? The, the, You're talking about Squad? It, it's like Squad, but it's in the World War II uh, genre. It's like a Squad-type game. I believe they're using the same engine as Squad, and then they've, they've converted it into the World War II. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, all right. How much time do we have left? We got about 15 minutes. Okay, so the next story I want to talk about is Disney is working on a few Star Wars series exclusive standalone streaming services. Now, there's a couple of different stories about Disney. Um, we're talking about they just signed or they're bringing on the guys who wrote Game of Thrones. The two guys that wrote Game of Thrones, or I'm sorry, one guy wrote the book of Game of Thrones, uh, Martin, okay? But the two people that adapted it for Game of Thrones for the for HBO uh, are now going to be in charge of the Star Wars that comes directly to the standalone streaming service, which is what which was talked about. Uh, have you ever watched Game of Thrones, Sarge? First three seasons. Okay. So you're three seasons back. Um, two seasons. Four or five yeah. seasons back. They're on like eight or seven or eight now, seven, aren't they? Seven, I think. I think they're going to the seven. Um, so they're bringing the writing staff over from Game of Thrones and they're and they're and they're going to be making the Star Wars. I don't know what I think about this cuz I don't know do I want a Star Wars like the the first 3 episodes, episodes 1, 2 and 3 where it's very political, very like you know what I mean? Like I feel like the writers from Game of Thrones that come over, Game of Thrones is very political, right? Very political, very scandalish, very stuff like that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good story. Are they are they making a game like a role playing game? Are they making like no, not the... a game. They're, they're, it's a series. It's TV series. Oh, they're, they're making a TV they're, series. But at least the story will be good. I guess. I'm just trying to figure out what type of of story they're going to bring to life on the on the streaming service. The, so, the Star Wars universe is a complex system of different factions, government control. That's all it's about. It's perfect for those. From from Game of Thrones to actually write for a Star Wars show like that, are you serious right now? I guess. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to think of what type of how they're gonna. I don't know. I just don't want I don't want Game of Thrones 
skinned as Star Wars is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, I want them to be more... I don't know people, what I'm looking people for. People love story, man. People love a good story. I know, but these guys, okay. So they didn't write the first four seasons, okay? The last two seasons they wrote, and Game of Thrones has been shittier since they wrote it, okay? J.J. Mar- R. Martin is the one who wrote Game of Thrones, and they adapted his book into the first four seasons. Well, he didn't write the rest of the story yet and he's still writing it so they they took credit on their own and started writing the story right well it shows it shows that they're not very good at writing and now they're in charge of one of the biggest franchises in the in the history of 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 planet earth oh well that's a different story you didn't tell me that they were copying off of some other guy no they're not copying they're not copying they 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 adapted what was already written on paper but the story's already written Right, the gentleman who wrote the book wrote the story. The, the they're, last, they're taking, the last, they're taking liberties with that one, but are taking the base of that story. The last two seasons, they wrote plainly from their from their own whatever. Oh, that that from what I hear, that showed. Right, right, and that's what I'm a little worried about. Right, I just don't know what direction they're going to take. So that's one story about the Disney. Well, I can stuff. tell you right. I can tell you right now, if they're going to copy off of somebody and then turn it into their own thing, and then and use their use like somebody else's story as the basis then the person they should be talking is Timothy Zahn. Right. Right, right. If they take a book in the universe that's no longer canon, but they bring it back and make it canon... Or the, or, or the, author, the author of the Jedi, the Jedi trilogy, uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy. Either of those is good. Right. So if, if they... Because if they, those books are not canon anymore, but if they bring them back and basically adapt a book and make it canon again... Is that really like them creating anything? No, they're just adapting Timothy, what someone Timothy else already Zahn. wrote. Timothy Zahn definitely has a shot. Okay. I don't know. I just, I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, Disney's standalone streaming service won't compete with Netflix in sales or in scale. Sorry. Uh, so basically what's happening is that Netflix output uh, deal expires with 18 slate. So everything this year, okay, will be on Netflix. So any any Disney movie that comes out up until this year, so 16, 17, and 18, will be on Netflix for quite a long period afterwards. Okay, the window for us is them uh, to establish themselves is that the films that are in studio makes from 2019 and beyond will be self-licensed uh, on their own platform. So this will include all Marvel, all Pixar, all Disney, and Lucasfilms. So all that will be on its own streaming service uh, from Disney, and it's going to be less than what Netflix is charging. Netflix standard price is ten ninety nine, I think now, so it's supposed to be under that. I'm assuming they're going to price it around like seven eight bucks uh, for that. So yeah, so people that are freaking out that Netflix is not going to have any Disney stuff, anything that's from now to the end of this year will be on Netflix for I would say about a two year three year span, if not. A little longer anything after so starting next year anything that comes out in 2019 will not be on netflix uh and then will have its own its own release on the on the streaming service uh okay and what's the last thing i got to talk about here okay the disney do you think that because their greatest strength right now is star wars Okay, 
But also, is that their biggest weakness? Because they're pumping stuff out so frequently now, right? So now we have the Han Solo movie coming out in May. You got... Which is is coming out underneath great protests from many different directions. Correct. So you got Solo. The next May, you have the next Star Wars movie. Oh, it's not coming out to Christmas? It's it's coming out of 2019 in May, supposedly. Why? Why? That's that's what they're 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 pushing. I don't know. Uh, they're, so they're not going to wait till Christmas. It's going to come out in May. Yeah. Well, that's usually when the Star Wars movies came out. All the other episodes one, two, and three came out during May. Uh, I believe when the original series came out, they opened up in May as well. So what's coming out in the summer? Do they think they can compete against that? Well, if it's a Star Wars movie, I don't think they're competing against anything. Star Wars doesn't compete. <laughs> it it takes control. It does after the Last Jedi. Yeah, The Last Jedi did do a, do a number on it. Uh, yeah, but so they're coming out in May. And then every year after that, for the next, what are we, uh, we're only three films in right now of 15 years. So we have 13 more years of Star Wars. Okay. So now on top of this, right, you have you have the Solo. I, I, I think they're in the works of Obi-Wan, right? I think they're in the works for like... Then the TV series. Right? There's a TV series or the net for the, the streaming service series, right? Then you have the main story. Then you have the new trilogy, okay? Oh, and that's what I forgot to say. Those writers from Game of Thrones, okay, are also going to be writing a separate trilogy, okay? They're writing the stories for, for this TV series, and they also are working on a separate trilogy that is different from the Johnson's trilogy, from the director, uh, or Johnson, who just did The Last Jedi, who has his own series. So there's two more series coming out, completely separate from each other. That's two more trilogies, okay? Plus the TV series, plus the Obi-Wan movies, plus the Han Solo movie. Like, so for the next, where you go, that's three, six, nine. We, we still got, we still got like another five years after that. What do you make of this? Do you think this is Star Wars overload, and do you think it could completely ruin the franchise? Well, Disney's having an entire park made up of just Star Wars, well, right? Right. I didn't even think so, about that. Right. So they have to ha- they have to close in on as much Star Wars stuff as they can. If they can recover, if they can recover from the fall of the Last Jedi and make Star Wars fun and amazing adventure again, as opposed to this. We're going to just make whatever we want kind of nonsense and just piss on the fans. Because in order for you to create more fans, you have to capture the same moment that you did with the original fans. And they haven't done that yet. Right? They really haven't. They try- The Force Awakens kind of did it, kind of. And then they pissed in the face of them for The Last Jedi. Right. So now you have to find a way to capture the imaginations of the young people again in order to propel a Star Wars line of movies where you say to yourself, just like you say to a superhero movie, oh, well, it's got so-and-so in it. I'm going to go see it. You know, like, not, and I'm not talking about actor. I'm talking about characters from the movie, like the story about Chewie or the story about Han or the story, you know, like, I want to know more about these characters, so I'm going to go watch this movie. You got to have, you got to have a good hook in order to like, propel these movies forward. Otherwise, you know how it works. If the movie right. doesn't make any money, see, Disney, Disney is... I won't say is uh, immune to this, but even if Disney makes a crappy Star Wars movie, they're still going to make another Star Wars movie. Right. Like, right. I'm not talking about The Last Jedi crappy. I'm talking about, like, crappy. 
Like we made a series and all of a sudden it, no, we can't you, do you, it anymore. Are you, are you, are you talking and like then, Green Lantern crappy or like a Daredevil crappy? Like, well, like the, those like, movies? Like Green Lantern crappy. Like he did a, yep. like you, like you, like, let's like, 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 say for instance, the solo movie. I got a feeling in my gut says it's not going to be that great, but I'm going to go see it anyway because it's a Star Wars movie, right? Like that's that's my feeling about it because there's going to be a certain aspect of the characters that's just not going to go well because they are trying to come up with stories about something that is not their world, okay? You have to remember, old man Lucas is a crazy person. He invented this out of his head, okay? All the politics... All the intertwining, all everything is him. Right. It's in his right. head. Right. The other people that worked alongside him started branching off and said, "Hey, how about this, George?" He's like, "He's like, yeah, that's kind of good because that goes along with what's going on in my head, right?" And he says, "Yeah, hey, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that." And, and that's how you ended up with that's how you ended up with these other games like Dark Forces. That's how you ended up with Knights of the Old Republic. That's how you ended up with all this other stuff. So now Lucas is completely out of it. You have a bunch of guys. Disney's just—they've gathered their their wizards to gather together, and they're they're going to decide what's they're canon, what's, what's canon, and what's not for Disney, and how do we move it forward? Well, rule number one: when you make up your own universe, you got to make sure the stories match. Right. You got to make sure the stories match, and you got to have a good story. Okay. Once you have the good story, and once it kind of just jives. You can make a story about that, but the timeline or whatever else has got to jive. You just yep. can't make up whatever the fuck you want, slap a Star Wars sticker on it, and say, "We're done, bro. Good we're gonna go. make a, we're gonna make some money on this one." Like, right. no, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Destiny did it wrong. No story. Disney's gonna end up doing this wrong if they don't get their act together. No story, because <laughs> they lack. They're lacking the the congruity of the story mechanics of what 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 these characters are why do we care about them you know you have to there's a list there's a fucking list of how to make a movie and they've pissed it away they they haven't even followed anything they, on the rule on the list yeah the the last one really turned me off to the to what they they could do i don't know i think it, i think with i think we are going to have star wars overload and yeah, i think there, there might be some what do they call it uh, fatigue there might be some Star Wars fatigue. I, I believe Star Wars fatigue will happen like right around 2020 if they don't get the movies right. If if they don't get, I, I think this last movie, not even Solo, the last part of this trilogy, if it's not a home run, and I'm talking like home run, like Force Awakens was a, was a home run, right? Well, Everyone, like, like, Force Awakens is only a home run because you were starving for so long and somebody threw you a cracker. Well, that's fine, but okay. it, it had a lot of a lot of points from what the original trilogy had, right? Literally. From, from New Hope. Yeah. Literally. Right. Right. So if they take the last movie, okay, the last one that's coming out, and they hit a home run with it, going forward, I'll be okay. But if they come out with a movie that does not close any of the freaking things that Johnson didn't close, right? And it doesn't make his movie a better movie then i think we have a problem houston okay we have a fucking problem because right now the only thing i'm giving from the last jedi is this last movie has to make the last jedi seem like a better movie and as a whole all three movies if they're all like the first one's good the second one was like uh, and the last one connects them all and you're like oh bravo 
right? Like it's like an act. It's like a it's like a play. Okay, then I'm cool with them going forward. But if they bring out the same fucking movie they just brought out now in 2019, oh man, we're gonna have issues. And I don't know. I think right then and there we'll have Star Wars fatigue, or we won't have Star Wars fatigue. Like I think the, the I think the Star Wars series is about a decade too late to be honest with you. I'll probably watch it. I'll probably be a fan of it. But I think they could have came out with it 10 years in advance. They could have taken the whole... That's why I like the Clone Wars so much. The animated series. Because they've taken so much of what was in between certain movies and filled in the the gap, right? And same with Rebels. Rebels is filling in the gap from, you know, five years before. During Rogue One and five years... Like, the five years before New Hope. And I like that. And it fills in the gaps. I think this uh, Star Wars series on on Disney's streaming service is a little too late. I think they should have uh, done this a couple years ago. All right. I think that's the last of our stories here. I'm looking at what else we have. Sorry about the uh, video, guys. I I really can't do anything about it. It's still telling me I'm offline. It tells me I'm not even online right now. That's awesome. I can't do anything about it, but uh, it's an audio. You know, the audio is good, so you guys heard us throughout the whole podcast. If you guys... Uh, didn't get to watch the whole show. Uh, you didn't get to watch video, obviously. You're not going to watch video on, on YouTube because it is what it is. Uh, we appreciate you coming out. Episode 117 is done. Uh, make sure you watch us every single week on Thursday nights. Now, next Thursday, we will not be doing a show. Uh, we might pre-record it and then post it up on Thursday night to go live, but we will not be able to talk to chat, but we will actually have a show. Or we might not have a show at all. Uh, my wife's going out of town, and I have to watch the kid that night, so it'll be impossible for me to do the show live on Thursday nights uh, for for next week. So episode one eighteen might be pre recorded and then launched at the exact same time at eight o'clock. And what I can do is be in chat, chatting with you guys during the show, but vocally and visually, I will not be interacting with anyone in the actual show. Uh, that being said, you can watch Generation X Gaming each and every single week at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Twitch. Um, you can follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. You can follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter and Generation X Gaming at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. If you find a news story that you would like to or for us to talk about on the show, make sure you DM Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. Uh, anyone can DM them. Our, our our podcast channel make sure you guys redo uh do that please uh it helps us out to get the stories uh other than that we'll see you guys on the next one we are streaming tonight if my stream doesn't take a shit uh i don't know what we're playing tonight sorry what are we playing are we playing uh battlefield one we're gonna try battlefield well, one listen if we don't if we can't get at least three or four of us together in a squad then i might as well just go play something else because i want squad okay I, I don't think we're gonna get other people it's usually just me and you because nobody else wants to play so Santos is not a uh, Santos is is hasn't been been playing I don't think recently either. Well, so. he's back in he's back in classes. He's got schedules now. Yeah, so he hasn't been playing it much. So all right, well then I guess I'll play Monster Hunter. All right, that's what we're doing, guys. I'll see you guys shortly. Thanks very much. I'm gonna end the stream and then restart the stream uh, in about ten minutes. Appreciate you. Take care, guys. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Two
brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is 